You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, basically anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows like Cinematic Adventures and MF Uncensored. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. With me in the studio is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking. And we do have some special guests from YouTube. We have BlindBat8719 himself, Mr. Brennan. Brennan, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful, Paul. Ronnie, how are you doing as well? Doing great. Thank awesome. You. Good, good, good. He just answered. Terrible co-hosts. But anyway, <laughs> and also from Cinematic Adventures and your mom's diary, Sean. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sean, how are you today? Oh, I'm just wonderful. It's great. Thanks for having me, guys. I didn't have a choice. You guys I'm have doing not... great, too. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> guys have not... <laughs> thank you for having me. How are you doing? Can you guys leave my house? But anyway, we're back and we're excited. We have a couple of uh, topics that we're going to go over today, but we're also going to be focusing on the Jim Carrey quote-unquote masterpiece because... Spoiler alert, not everybody in this room is a big fan of Jim Carrey, and it's one person who we're not going to like at the end of the episode, but we're going to be talking about The Mask and its terrible, terrible sequel, because why would we not talk about a terrible sequel when Madam Web just bombed so hard that it probably outmorbiused itself? But we're going to get to that. So let's start off, before we get into The Mask and Son of the Mask, we're going to do some news, we're going to do some trailers, we're going to do uh, just a little bit of catch-up, because you know we've been... We've been a little MIA lately, and it's not Ronnie's fault, but it's Ronnie's fault. Anyway, hey. He's like, hey. hey. So let's start off with something that Ronnie's going to be super excited to talk about, and that is we finally, at time of recording, it's been out for a little while, but we finally got our trailer for Deadpool 3, or Deadpool and Wolverine, as it is called. Ronnie, give us your thoughts on Deadpool 3. I so excited. He's so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. I, I can't wait. It it does look fantastic. See what I did there? No. Oh no. 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 Um. Do you know what's really exciting about switching over to YouTube? Like, comment, subscribe. Now you can see your face. My reactions <laughs> to all of your shenanigans. Paul's face is gonna become memes. <laughs> like that one there. Well, I'm gonna just focus on the main camera. Sometimes I'm just like Jim in the office, like just shaking my head. But in all honesty, if Ronnie was a superhero, his name would probably be Shenanigans. Shenanigans. I think that'd Captain be Captain Shenanigans. No, just Shenanigans. Or Sergeant Shenanigans. No, I don't want alliteration right now. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Deadpool. <laughs> anyway, um, so really though, thoughts but no, on? No, seriously, it it does look really good. I am excited for it. Um, I just I don't want too much though. Like I'm hoping like, do uh, less, do less, but more, but do more. You gotta do time. a little bit more than that. <laughs> But no, I'm, I'm saying like with the trailers, like don't show us too much. I want to be surprised mm-hmm. about everything. Like how does Wolverine get there and, you know, why is this happening and everything? How do we end up with Bollywood Deadpool? Yes, this movie, from what we we saw a bunch of like set photos at least, yeah. which was fine. And then Ryan Reynolds kind of poked fun at it. Then we got some basic information. We do know that Deadpool is going to be traveling the multiverse. Yeah. You know, he's looking for Prime Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, is the the concept, and it's basically the two of them going through the multiverse. 
I want surprises. I want things that we don't expect. Like the trailer showed a couple of things. Like it showed the kid who played Pyro's back yeah, in it yep. as old man Pyro, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it showed a couple of other things. Obviously, the TVA from Loki is going to be heavily mm-hmm. involved, which makes sense given the end of Deadpool, Deadpool. 2, yeah. which is continuity because the trailer shows all of these people alive. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited. I really want to see what they have to do with it and where is it going to affect the greater MCU? Because he even says in it, he's like, I'm Mar- I'm the MCU Jesus or yes. something like that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. the trailer alone, it makes you wonder how much of it is actually in the movie. Yeah. Because they, they poke fun at Disney immediately in the trailer uh-huh. and they, they get away with some stuff in that trailer. Which comes yeah. But uh, Brendan, what are your thoughts on Deadpool 3's trailer? I thought it was enjoyable. It was a great thing to watch during, well, actually being told about it on the Super Bowl to then go to YouTube to watch yeah. the trailer. But no, I was excited for it. I, I'm afraid of the homework I have to do because I haven't seen season two of Loki, which seems to me the most might be required viewing before I see the movie per se. I'm excited to see you know Hugh Jackman in the iconic yellow suit for Wolverine. And I, I know going to a Deadpool movie, it's going to be funny and it's going to be exciting. It's going to have a lot of action. So I'm looking forward to seeing this. I think the only hangup I heard to be interesting is that like, because Ryan Reynolds likes to ad lib so much, and this was filmed during the writer's strike, I believe like technically he wasn't really allowed to ad lib because that counts as writing, I think. So it'd be interesting to see how much of like the script that you know he had, he had basically just followed whatever was on the script at the time because they couldn't make changes to it because of the writer's strike. That's what they got. So I'm interested to see how much less ad libs we're going to get out of this. Yeah. My biggest fear, actually, before I go over to Sean, was that they uh, that they were going to Disneyfy it, and I know mm-hmm. that Ryan Reynolds came out immediately. He was like, "That's not the case. We are not Disneyfying yeah. any of it." But when it comes to like the writing, and that was my actually my bigger fear was yeah. like, "Are they going to still allow the Deadpool isms and the Deadpool style into this new?" And it looks like they're still keeping in touch with it. Yeah, Sean, what do you think? I, I enjoyed it. I am looking forward to this movie. I like the first two Deadpool movies, and again, the fact that they got Hugh Jackman to come back, they're they're like they're fake hatred of each other I think is just hysterical it's the best I hope it's better between the two of them than I thought it was between Josh Brolin and Ryan Reynolds like Mm -hmm. I want Hugh Jackman to do I want Hugh Jackman I know the character of Wolverine's not funny but I kind of want some humor from him Mm -hmm. I I want the back and forth there to be there Yeah. but you know I'm interested to see how many more trailers we get are they going to show Wolverine or are we just going to be surprised when the movie comes we know what he looks like but you know are they going to give away too much what are they going to do That'll be the key, but I am looking forward to it. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun viewing that movie. All right, so we're gonna go around really quick. I'll give everybody a couple of seconds to think about it after I say it. One, seven. what? Uh, Did you say seven? Yeah. What's uh, in the box? <laughs> oh no! One cameo, one cameo in this movie in Deadpool three that you want more than anything in the world. It could be a character that's alive, dead, alternate versions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. I would. That's tough. The character know. hasn't made a co- yeah. like hasn't made a cameo. It does, no, it doesn't have to be like like that specific. Like just any character that you want to interact with Deadpool and Wolverine and or whatever it is. I'm gonna say I want to see a Spider-Man cameo in this movie. He is the one character that doesn't cameo in any of these movies because he can't really. It's the whole Sony and this and that. I would love to see which Spider-Man. I, Tom Holland Spider-Man with with Ryan Reynolds Deadpool, especially the way they are in the <laughs> comics. It'd be yeah. fantastic. I- Ronnie. Captain America. That'd be fun. <laughs> like, 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 I'm talking, obviously, Chris Evans, Captain America. After um, after Free Guy, it seems like it'd be a real possibility. Yeah, j- just because, you know, Captain America is so straight-laced and, like, conservative and everything. And then you have, you know, Deadpool's the complete opposite <sighs> with his mouth, you know, Mark with the mouth. So I think just, like, him with, you know, cursing and, like, the jokes and, like, how 
awkward it would be for like that Captain America that we were, you know, towards the beginning, towards the end of seeing Chris Evans, Captain America, he loosened up a little bit, Mm -hmm. but like the beginning where he's so straight laced, like I think like that dynamic would be funny. Well, I would love it if he goes, when he first goes into the MCU, he can't curse. Kind of like, you ever see The Good Place? Yes. Where like instead of the F word, they say fork Fork. and they can't help themselves. It just comes out that way. I think something like that'd be fun. Yeah. Obviously bleeps would be a lot of fun. We just watched the Scott Pilgrim animated Mm -hmm. thing and, you know, Julie with her bleeps. But for me, like, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Brendan, did you have a cameo in mind? Probably nothing super original. I think I I would either say somebody like a fan casting thing. I've heard talk people like, oh, Tom Cruise's Tony Stark would be interesting. Yeah, one of those alternate ones. Or I feel like maybe a callback to like the original X-Men, like Toad. Like, who remembers (laughs) Toad for the most part, you know? That guy looks like Darth Maul. It's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Shawnee? This is a tough one because again we're we're in the we're in the era of just all these nostalgic characters making comebacks mm-hmm. in movies, so it's it's kind of tough to decide who I would want to see. I'm trying to think who I haven't seen in a in a movie, and I think like the Hulk would be an interesting cameo in this movie. Like if you could yeah. get Deadpool versus the Hulk, I think that would be funny. If you could get Edward Norton to do yes, it, that yeah. would be that would be a start. Or you know what, Eric Bana, ooh, ooh Eric Bana Hulk, which yeah. you know. Again, you know, just for shits and giggles, I think that'd be funny. And it kind of works with, like, the history with Hulk has with Wolverine as well. Yeah. You know, you know we're looking at, I'm looking at Sean's room at the whole My room. comic he has. Paul's, Paul's <laughs> room. Paul's room. Crap. I, I clearly, I've been, I've been, where am myself. I? Why am I here? <laughs> Sean and I haven't been roommates in a long time. Guys, I'm going to go to my bed. I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> my wife's upstairs. Please don't. <laughs> you have a guest room? Yeah, I do have a guest room. But anyway, uh, so going down our list of topics, we also had a new trailer for X-Men 97 finally released, and it gave us a vibe of what the trailer's going to look like. And you know what the biggest complaint people are having is Wolverine's voice. I thought it was Rogue's ass. I didn't want to say it, but yes. Um, the very famous shot of Rogue, Rogue in front of Apocalypse, and yeah. it, she's... And it's funny, because I started rewatching the show, and all of these characters... And this is a comic book thing. This isn't just the women... Every comic book character in history is always overly defined mm-hmm. in some capacity. The men tend to be exceptionally ripped no matter what. Yeah. They're, they're and pizzas. What? They're pizzas. They're pizzas? Yes. Oh, because they're triangles? Because they're yeah. triangles. Okay, yeah. all right, I got gotcha. you. It's the Greek ideal. Oh, <laughs> I want pizza. That's why I don't look like that. Now I want pizza. <laughs> but uh, it's also like the women are tend to be very... Curvaceous. Curvaceous, we'll go with. And Rogue was the example in mm-hmm. terms of the memes. And apparently now they took away some of the curves. But there's a, there are a couple of things that people are annoyed about. Not annoyed about, but discussing at least. One is the, the redesign of Rogue. Morph also got a redesign, and now they've determined mm-hmm. that he's completely non-binary, which it doesn't bother me. Like I, It makes sense for a character that can shapeshift. Yeah. Mystique was like that in the comics, too, for a long time, where she you know she was bisexual, which whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then there was one, uh, the Wolverine voice. Now, it's the same actor, but he sounds... It's 30 years later. It's 30 years like, later. Like, come yeah. on. He's got to stop the smoking. I know. The fact that we got the same voice actors to come back yeah. uh, is awesome. And then otherwise, just a couple of character redesigns. The animation's a little bit crisper. It's funny because watching rewatching the show, there are a lot of times where like you'll see like Magneto, and it's a still shot of him with his hand, but like the, the energy waves are coming out so they could save on the animation. Yeah. So Magneto's just like standing there, not moving, and is like just the energy waves are coming out. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's I hope it opens the door to like Spider-Man coming back because that was in the same universe, Spider-Man yeah. and X-Men. But uh, Ronnie, what were your thoughts on the X-Men '97 trailer? If you saw it, I did see it actually. Okay, just you had a busy weekend. I did actually, but no, again, it it does hyphen it up a little bit, but it's also like, is it really needed? Um, 
do we really need this, especially since they're starting to expand the MCU into the mutant verse and everything? But I guess you do what you got to do to make some money since Disney's not. Well, also, <laughs> <laughs> well, also, like I just watched the Marvels and obviously yeah. multi Multiverse of Madness. They are leaning way more into the X Men from the animated show. Like yeah. whether it's bringing in the song or the looks or all these things, Wolverine's new costume, Professor X finally got his golden wheelchair. Yeah. Hank McCoy looks a lot more cartoon beast, even mm -hmm. though it's still Kelsey Grammer. So they're really leaning into it. And I think that they're using that a little too much. Like it was fun the first time. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But they got to figure out what they're going to do with the X-Men in the MCU as like the permanent stay. Yeah. Cause I'm, I don't need more of the, Brian Singer type universe, yeah, or the animated well, would, make would, it make it its own thing. I would hope that they they come up with a happy medium between yeah. the two, mm -hmm. because again, if you're just going to copy what we've had in the past, then what's the point, right? Yeah. Um. So I agree. I, I'm 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 intrigued. I'm surprised they're doing this, being that you we know the X Men are coming in the MCU, like they're going to happen. Yeah. So I'm kind of surprised they decided to expand uh, to continue on with this show. Um, I'm assuming it's more because of uh, it, was this a fan thing that people were clamoring? I'm sure for? there was a fan push for it, and um, in all honesty, I'm sure they probably also looked at the numbers on Disney Plus when they yeah, released X Men. Like you know, mm -hmm. who knows? There's there's probably a trillion factors that go into something like this. But, but as you said, it's it's interesting to watch the trailer, and you're like, wow, this is just so much crisper and cleaner yeah. versus yeah. the cart the original cartoon show, which is wonky and it's definitely low budget, but. You know, they definitely you know cleaned it up. Well, Ronnie and I just did an episode on the X Men animated series and X Men Evolution and yeah. Spectacular Spider Man versus Spider Man. It was a lot of fun, and I would love to see X Men Evolution come back. But Brendan, what were your thoughts on uh, the '97 trailer? I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it's pretty cool. I actually, got me restarting to rewatch the series again to kind of refresh myself. Yeah, same, but I, I my, my issue with the animation, animation, I feel like it's a little, I don't know, a little too crisp. A little like they streamlined it a little too much. I wish they had more of that '90s feel to mm -hmm. it. But again, I, that also could just be medium because back in the day they probably were more on pen on paper, whereas this is all digital. Yeah. So I think that's why it has that certain look to it. And again, to your point, like again, also with the '90s, we we were when we watched it in the '90s, is that that show was based off of a lot of Jim Lee design, a lot of Jim Lee, I think storylines that were going on at the time. Or I'm sorry, if he wasn't the writer at the time for some of those things. But that's what it was. What I think was made special is that we were watching. You saw it in the comic books, and then like a few months later, or whatnot, or a year later, you saw it actually in the cartoon show. I think that, I mean, the other thing they pointed out too is that some of the voice actors have been repurposed because I think like, the guy who used to play Gambit is now playing Cable now. Mm. Uh, so there was some of that, so, which I thought was odd about maybe, like, why shuffle around, but I feel like they have their reasons for it. And they might also be why they're doing this, instead of doing a new show, going on, they are probably playing a little bit on the nostalgia, but they might have also seen that, like in the comic side of things, I think like on DC, like they did like Batman 89, you know, they did a comic book continuation of that where they're playing in that universe, but in a different medium. So I think they're trying something. We're like, well, why can't we do that with animation? I mean, they have the, they have the rights. They have like, and it's going to bring people to Disney Plus. Like, mm -hmm. granted, I don't know what Disney Plus's drop off numbers have been. Like, because all these streaming networks are really starting to take a toll. Like, yeah, yeah. well, because they're all they're all hammering down on the password sharing. Um, yeah. all of them are Hulu, Disney Plus. They're they're really cracking down on it. Um, they're all adding did, ads now. I don't consider it a negative. Maybe you guys disagree with me, but a lot I've heard a lot of feedback about Disney Plus and the reason why people don't like it is because there's just so much to choose from. Unlike Netflix and, and other streamers, they don't pull anything off of Disney right. Plus. Yeah. Like they keep everything on it. So I will always stand by I love Disney Plus because I can just go and be like, Oh, I'm gonna go watch 
you yeah. know, the Disney Robin Hood, or I'm going to yeah. go watch this, you know, so that I like. But I could, I could see why people feel that way because it doesn't change up as much. Yeah. And there's no sense of urgency to watch something on there. Yeah. But I, I do agree with Sean. I like having just that. Yeah. It's like having a DVD case of all these movies. Of just all your childhood, right yeah. you know, stuff. And there, I mean, there's rumors that Disney Plus is going to, you know, merge with Hulu and all that stuff. And, yeah. You know, but, I would prefer it at this point. You know, just but, one. I, I, one I look thing. at my banking statements. It's like four, <laughs> well, at least four different well, that's streamers. Why you bundle it with the, ESPN. Well, my parents have the bundle. Fun fact, which is not even offered anymore. Mm-hmm. They yeah. don't even offer the ESPN, mm-hmm. Hulu, Disney Plus bundle. Mm-hmm. It's now. It's like you, you, know, you have your. Man. I think Hulu by itself. Hulu yeah. with no ads. Disney yeah. Plus with ads. It's just it's crazy. Well, yeah. we we started watching the TED series. The first episode was fantastic, and we debated getting. Like the actual yeah. paid Peacock or Peacock. Ah, Peacock. Yeah, Peacock. But we were like, do we want to pay $5 a month? Like that's where we are with yeah. all these streamers. That yeah. $5 is the make or break. Why can't they just all combine into one big streaming network where you pay like 70 bucks a month? They'll never you mean do like that. Like cable? Like cable television? <laughs> like cable television. <laughs> and They're doing that with sports. The They're doing that with sports. Yeah. Yeah. They're creating a major sports streaming app. Yeah. Sports. Something like that. But just I saying. I mean... Well, I was going to, well, sorry, do I want to go back to, at least with the, with your talking about the Springer, the Brian Springer X-Men, I wanted us to bring it back to the, the costumes and whatnot a little bit. I did want to touch on also that I hope that what they'll do is they'll just make brighter versions. I actually do. I think that's why they're trying to focus on the X-Men. Remind people, hey, these were the iconic costumes yeah. that we can now do these in actual real life stuff. No, I agree. And I think, so. I think, I think Deadpool... The way X Wolverine looks in that, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's gonna throw a lot of people. But you're like, that's not how X Men. That's not how Wolverine's supposed to look. I think it's a very good interpretation of, of the Wolverine. Wolverine's costume's tough to do. Yeah. Like even I, I have like Brendan pointed out in in my room, I have hand, hanging up the first appearance of Wolverine and the Incredible Hulk. And imagine that costume in real life. Like yeah. it just so, wouldn't work. So okay, real quick, I'm just curious here. When they finally do the X Men in the MCU and they cast it. Do you want a short actor, shorter actor to play Wolverine? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I right. want Shorter Radcliffe. No. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. No. He's a good actor. He's he a is. great actor, but I will never be able to differentiate it in my mind. As much as I love what was the show that he was on? Help oh, me out. Miracle Workers. I love yeah. Miracle Workers and I watched all the seasons. I could not see him as Wolverine, even though he got jacked. Good for him. Well, wait, wait, wait. who's the guy? Who's Jeez. the main Jack? Who's the main character in the bear again? The main actor is it Michael? Is it Michael Allen? Jeremy Allen. Jeremy Allen. How about that? As you want to, wouldn't, wouldn't he be a good? I, I don't think he'd be a good Cyclops. Cyclops needs to be tall and like he needs to be like, very Chris Evansy, Captain America I, type. I'm a, John Glenn. Is that his name? Not the not the astronaut, but the guy from Top Gun that was the Hangman. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. That might be that, a good Cyclops a good type one. character. That'd be a good mm. one. Anyway, all right. So speaking of casting, we have officially <laughs> casting news: the Fantastic Four long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Long rumored casting choices have been confirmed. We have Pedro Pascal. Boo. I know Vanessa Kirby. Okay, who's and then who are the other two? Joseph, Joseph Quinn. Quinn from Stranger Things and played then, Eddie, and then I don't know his name. Eben Moss Backrock, I think is how you from pronounce the last name. Mister Backrock from <laughs> from the Backrock cousin. Yeah, so. Pedro Pascal was long in the rumor, long in the rumor mill about this, and it was something that we, when we first heard about, it, we were all kind of like, ah, all right, like we like Pedro like Pascal, yeah. but we were talking off air that he's he's a little too old, yeah, he's getting rammed down everybody's throats and not in a fun way, and like I loved The Last of Us and I loved The Mandalorian, but. I, I would have much rather somebody younger like start the franchise off like fresh. Well, that's the key. Somebody, when is yeah. this? When are this going to be an origin story? Are we going to see? Are There's they going to be the Fantastic Four when I this movie know, starts? But, but I would still. rather they were just yeah. 
be the Fantastic I just, Four. He, when you think of Reed Richards, that is not someone you picture. No, he does not he, fit the know, stereotype. He does not fit the look of tall, lanky, nerdy kind of look. Yeah. You know, he doesn't look like he would be, you know, a doctor. You know, like... It's, you know, like, we the fan the fan casting obviously has been John Krasinski for this whole time. We got to see it. Like, like um, but, his look, yeah. yes. Obviously, now we can't have it. Yeah. He would have been a great choice for it, even though he is a little bit on the older side, but not old looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody that looks kind of like that is what you should go for. Like, to me, Pedro Pascal is like, not that he's... He would have been a better thing. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. He's got like that more like... That gruffish, thicker, like gruff, yeah, you know. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It was it was a surprise. I, I'm not, I'm kind of surprised by the casting. Yeah. I, and again, who knows? We'll see. I like I mean? Vanessa Kirby. I think she's a good choice mm-hmm. for Sue Storm, the kid who played Eddie on Stranger Things. I really like, yeah. and I'm curious to see what kind of energy he brings to it. Yeah. But and then the other guy from The Bear, I'm not too familiar with. But I, I yeah. Really, Pedro Pascal is the yeah. only one that I'm like. Oh, I love Pedro Pascal, but do I love him as Reed Richards? Not particularly. Yeah. And my, my my issue too when they're starting, they're trying to make a big deal of bringing the Fantastic Four in, but I'm like. What do they have to bring to the MCU that, that that you really need them for? We've already had two failed movies, you could argue, about the origin story. So like kind of like a Spider-Man, people probably know it a little bit by now. Maybe don't do that. Jump straight to having them already have their powers. Mm-hmm. And then who do they bring in villain-wise? Bring like Doctor Doom and Galactus. Well, they say so, Doctor Doom is yeah. going to appear at the end of the movie. Yeah. And they're also saying that Doctor Doom is going to be – he's going to take over the role that Kang was supposed to do. Yeah. Which is fine. We've had a big reshuffling in, in more recent times with Jonathan Majors being convicted and being removed from – you know, you can't have the Kang dynasty without Kang unless yeah. they want to recast Kang. Yeah. I think having Doctor Doom – if they do proper – comic book Doctor Doom yeah. would be a fantastic choice mm-hmm. no pun intended for a main villain because he is he's not just a Fantastic Four villain he is like and a big MCU time. villain yeah yeah. and having Galactus come in at some point with the Silver Surfer there's all these rumors that Anna Taylor Joy is going to play the Silver Surfer as a, like a oh, gender swap I hate gender swapping for comic books and for any character like there are so many strong female and male characters and I know we're in a time where that's not Whatever. That's yeah, politics. Yeah. That's MF Uncensored talk. Yeah. But for me, like, the Silver Surfer was always Norrin Rad, who was yeah. this guy who was, yeah. like, trying to protect his family. Like, why? Uh, there's... And you could pick other heralds. Galactus has, has heralds of both genders. Oh, yeah. So you don't necessarily... You could have, you know... Yes, you could have just stuck with somebody, pick a different character, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I don't know. And I like Anna Taylor. I think she would have been a great Sue Storm if they, yeah. did, if they she cast was younger. The, I think she was in the running. She was, yeah. Name, yeah. yeah. But moving on, Madam Web. It sucked. It bombed. It did terrible this past weekend. It was his first did weekend. Did we expect anything different? Uh, but yeah. you know what? I'm, it's funny because like Sydney Sweeney's in it, and I like her. She would have been a very good Sue Storm. Mm-hmm. But she talks about how much fun she just had doing the movie. And I, I think when I well, finally you can have sit fun t- making a movie, it doesn't mean it's gonna be good. When I finally yeah. sit down and watch it, I I want to just go in with a fun lens. But if it's as long as it's better than Morbius, because that's that's the lowest bar yeah. at this point. Morbius is the lowest set bar. I don't think Spider Madam Web is going to hit that, but there there are rumors that it's going to get some sort of cult following. Like that's yeah. the rumblings online. That's what it feels like. Yeah. yeah. But we are going to talk about now getting into the actual topic, a movie that Brendan doesn't like. I know, no, no. I didn't say I didn't like the movie. I was talking about the actor. So we are starring. What year is this movie showing? Ninety four, thirtieth anniversary this year. Thirty years ago, nineteen ninety four, a time <laughs> where Jim Carrey. Reign Supreme. And still does. Still does. Mm. Uh, what's the last movie you did? 
Jim Carrey. I don't think he's done anything recently. Yes, he Last has. one I could think of was the Kick-Ass 2 movie, but I think he's, he's done something. Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his return and, to form. And really, yeah, really good as Eggman, yeah. Yeah, yeah so You're we welcome, are... Everyone. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. We were talking about 1994's The Mask. Now, The Mask is based off of... I forget which comic book property, but it is vastly different than the comic books. In the comic books, The Mask is more of an agent of chaos, and he is just there to mess up the world. Mm-hmm. In this, he plays more... Of an anti-hero type, but he's he's also like a self. He doesn't help anyone in this movie. No, no. Like I'm trying to think, does he save anyone in this movie? No, he just makes them all into cartoon characters. Yeah. Well, no, 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 that's the second movie, which we'll talk about in a second. But Jim Carrey stars as Stanley Ipkiss, who finds a magical mask powered by the god Loki. Yep. Of all, and it's funny now, like looking back, we're talking Norse Loki, not MCU Loki. Yeah. That would be a fun little little yeah, crossover right. type thing, though, at some point. <laughs> and the mask is something that brings out your innermost person, the person that you suppress or like your true self. Mm-hmm. So for Stanley, it brings out his. They, they do a lot of talk about like your id and your ego and the super yeah. ego and all that stuff. It brings out his repressed side. He's a very timid, meek, nice guy. And he like nice guys finish last for yeah. him. And, you know, he's always letting people kind of walk all over him. He's got a terrible like landlady who yells at him. And like he talks like crap behind her back because he yeah. can't say it to her face. And when he gets the mask, it turns him into this playboy, womanizer, super powered being. And it's where Jim Carrey with his rubber face shines like yes. watching that transition from stanley ipkiss to the mask is always awesome mm-hmm. so sean we're gonna go to you first because yes, you are the cinematic guy what are your initial thoughts on jim carrey's the mask uh the mask was always kind of on the low end of for me on the jim carrey movies i don't remember watching it a lot as a kid i i really got into it more as i got older again i can't explain why because it's it's kind of a movie that i feel like i would have loved as a kid mm-hmm. it's, it's basically a, a live action cartoon um, and he's just, he hits it out of the ballpark. I mean, he's the perfect casting for this movie. I mean, it's just like, there's no one else who could pull off that role. Um, as a movie itself, as a whole, I mean, it's, it's not great. I mean, he carries the movie. Other than that, the movie really probably would fall apart without him. But it's, it's just, it, it just, it's a snapshot into when Jim Carrey, three movies in one year, this, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and Dumb and Dumber, all in the same calendar year. I mean, Guy was just, he was on fire at that time. Now, let's go from somebody saying nice things to Jim Carrey to somebody who would probably not say some nice things about Jim Carrey. Brendan, what are your thoughts on The Mask? I know, I enjoyed The Mask when I saw it when I was a young kid. I thought it was a fun movie. Uh, again, it's another MacGuffin superhero kind of thing where you get, oh, it's magical thing that gives me, and The Mask just seemed kind of cool. Uh, magical thing that also, he has these superpowers. And it was zany, it had the dance numbers. It was, like you said, a live-action cartoon. I do remember enjoying this as a kid. I don't, not usually a fan of the humor that usually goes with Jim Carrey. So there probably might be one or two of these. If I were to rewatch the movie recently, I'd be like cringing at because that's just how I am, as you all well know. That's, that's fair. <laughs> but no, I think this was a, I had fun watching the movie when I was a kid, and I'd probably rewatch it. Like, if you could ask me, Brendan, which Jim Carrey comedy would you watch, and you mentioned this one, it's probably the only one I would pick. That's, all right. That's <laughs> about Anchorman, too. Shut up, Anchorman 2. I don't think that's a Jim Carrey movie. He <laughs> has a four-minute cameo. Stop. So that is not his movie. That's a cameo. All right, Ronnie, what are your thoughts on The Mask? I, I think it's great. I think it's a great movie. You know, obviously, the big talk is Jim Carrey, but also Peter Green, I think, does a great job in mm-hmm. it, too, as mm-hmm. the bad guy. Cameron Diaz. Cameron First Diaz. First film yeah. appearance, not including her 
adult tape. <laughs> and, and then you Where's also there? have Max. The dog. Oh, Max the dog. Max the dog. <laughs> so it's um, funny because a lot of characters yeah. wear the mask in this movie. Yeah. You have Stanley Ipkiss, you have Dorian, and you have the dog. Yeah. I still I still remember the dog. The trailer, you know, the this gotta yeah. be a new breed. And I will say about this movie, the effects hold up surprisingly yeah. well. Mm-hmm. I think it helps that hit, because the mask is green, it makes them it makes it easier for them to do green screen effects. Yeah. And Jim Carrey just throws so much into it. Like the shot where he changes into the wolf face yeah. and then it pulls back right back to him, it's seamless and it looks fantastic still. All of his spins and all that stuff, like the, the effects really hold up. Yeah. The dog too. Like there are some moments where it's kind of like, Ugh. but it's, but it's because it's a dog. It's a dog. You know, you know, like that's the thing. Like with Jim Carrey too, is he can just make those faces naturally. You don't even need a CGI his face. So like the fact that you have him who can do that with his face. So like you said, when he snaps Matt, snaps back from you know the wolf or whatever coyote whatever it is you know like he you can tell like that's him like kind of you know changing his face to go along with it instead of having to do too much editing i mean even just they had to put in the the fake teeth and all that stuff and you know they do a couple musical numbers where he's moving a lot like he put all of it and say what you will about jim carrey i know you know i'm not even like i'm not not. not busting chops he is not everybody's cup of tea and that's fine Mm -hmm. but any role that he's in he always gives a thousand percent even kick-ass 2 where he's only in it for like 15 minutes total like he's still a highlight of the movie and for me, like, this this was my Jim Carrey movie growing up. Ace Ventura was fine. I didn't watch Dumb and Dumber until I was much older. I don't know yeah. why. I just didn't. And it's a different, it's a very different kind of humor. This is, like, this was one of my first, I never even realized, one of my first comic book movies that I ever watched. And I love it. It's such a, a fun time. And I still <clears throat> quote it. Like, it's still super quotable. Like, the, I used to do the, look, mom, roadkill all the time <laughs> you know, under weird circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could just witness your mother being like, stop that. Well, we were seven when this movie came out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wasn't allowed to say smoking. I was not allowed to say that. Okay. Okay. That was during the big the big push against cigarettes yeah. in the oh, yeah. 90s. But for me, like, this movie, again, he's not a superhero in this. He makes the joke about being a superhero before yeah. he takes two giant car parts and performs a colonoscopy yeah but like it's it deals with a lot of adult things it deals it's a very mature superhero or comic book movie i can't even say superhero movie and for me like i never read the comics but you know it also came out with a tv show eventually and then the sequel which we're going to talk about in a second because the sequel was directly impacted by the tv show which was a product of the movie Mm -hmm. but before we do that ronnie star city rating on the original mask i'm gonna go for for the solid it's a solid good time yeah, I love I, it. I think it's you know, it has like those moments where it is super quotable, mm-hmm. and then again, it's Jim Carrey to me. He's one of my favorite actors, in, in everything he does, I I do love all his work. Obviously, comedy is his strong suit, but he is a very good dramatic, good dramatic stuff, yeah. stuff as well. And, and it was just this movie came so far out of left field, um, and it's unlike any movie we've ever seen, including its terrible, terrible, terrible sequel. Brendan, Star City rating for The Mask. I give it a three and a half. That's, that is above average. Yeah. I like it. 
Yeah. So I, again, it's a fun movie. It's enjoyable. My memory is a little shaky on everything about it, but no, I remember it's watching it as a kid. It's a good, enjoyable movie. Do it's pro- is it perfect? Probably not, but I definitely, mm-hmm. if you, you put this on, you're not going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Fair. Sean? Before I give my Star City rating, I just I found some interesting tidbits Ooh, about yeah. the production. So it, it, the production began back in 1989 when the Dark Horse Comics, who owned the Dark rights Horse, to, that was uh, it. It was Dark Horse. to The Mask, they first approached New Line about adapting the movie, adapting the character into a movie. And one idea that was unused was to transform the story into one about a mask maker who took faces off of corpses to put them on teens and turn them into zombies. Oh, wow. very so, so, movie. Yeah, so in, initially they they were trying to turn it into a horror franchise. Yeah. They hired the director, Chuck Russell, and he found the violence to be off-putting, and he wanted the movie to be more family-friendly. And obviously Jim Carrey was known from In Living Color. They watched yeah. a lot of his stand-up, and that's how they ended up on him. But other actors who were in the running were were thought of were Rick Moranis, <laughs> Martin Short, Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, mean, I thought that was interesting. Only out of those three, Robin Williams is probably well, who was the first. Martin, who was the first Martin one? Short would Rick have been Moranis. interesting. I, I would have actually liked Rick Moranis as it because yeah. like he he plays he would play a very good Stanley Ipkiss. I'm not sure how he would do as the actual. Well, yeah, that's though. what I'm thinking. Like, but for Star City Ring for me, I got to go three and a half. All right, that's fair. Speaking of the violence, did, did you ever see the deleted scene? No. So Peggy, the uh, the newspaper girl yeah. who like betrays him. After she betrays him, Dorian takes her and throws her into the, the newspaper press. And the newspapers come down covered in blood. And it's pictures of her, like, crushed. And it's, like, tomorrow's headline. It, they deemed it a little too graphic. Because you never see what happens to that character. Yeah. She just kind of takes her money and leaves. Yeah. Which I don't think Dorian would let anybody do. I love this movie. I still can put it on if it's ever on TV, which is a rarity. I'll watch it. I give it a four. It is just a good time. It's I think it's I think aged, that's the best way to say it. It's a good time. And it's aged exceptionally well. Yeah. Now let's talk about a movie that has done none of those things correctly, and that is Son of the Mask. Son of the Mask. Are you honestly the only one here that's seen this movie? I have. You've seen it? Unfortunately. (laughs) So Son of the Mask, they talked about a sequel for a long time. Jim Carrey, they never found a script that Jim Carrey actually wanted, so... Mm. The story is the the mask finds its way out of Edge City. They they do address you know Edge City and all that. And yeah. the guy who the Ben Stein's character makes a cameo in the beginning as the yes. museum curator. He was in the original. And in this movie, the character Loki, played by Alan Cummings, which again you would think great ha- casting. Bob yeah. Hoskins as as Odin, yeah. like again, um, great casting. Loki's on Earth trying to find the mask to stop all the chaos that it's causing. Okay, I'm I'm with you in the story so yeah. far. Like that's actually a solid premise that they're doing it sucked though it's oh god they 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 started off solid in like the first minute and then it just it just oh god and then jamie kennedy walks onto the screen and you're just yeah like, so jamie yeah. kennedy takes uh, the main role in this i i don't even remember the, the guy's name no albie's the name of the kid what the, is anybody looking this up as for, I'm what guy? jamie kennedy who does he actually what's tim name? avery tim avery yeah so tim avery is a cartoonist and he's the man child which doesn't work I'm sorry. Like, he, it's stupid. Yeah. His dog finds the mask and brings it to him. Otis. Yep, Otis, because they have to do another dog. The The dog puts on the mask several times during this. The, mm-hmm. So basically, he puts on the mask while Loki's still looking for it. And after a terrible song and dance number and an even worse wig, because they have to make him look different. Yeah. So when he puts on the mask, he gets orange hair. Yeah. And it is so bad. He looks like Ronald McDonald's cousin that they just don't talk about anymore. <laughs> so while wearing the masks... The masks. More than one. While wearing the mask, he conceives with his wife. Yeah. Because she doesn't know he's wearing a mask because he comes in with the lights off. This movie was rated PG. Yeah. 
but they, uh, they snuck this one in. And apparently one snuck by the gate too, because then nine months later, she gives birth to the worst CGI cartoon baby of all time. And I put that next to the Twilight baby. It oh. is <laughs> rough. The yeah. effects were not where they wanted them to be. And basically it turns into a terrible live action cartoon. Like terrible, yeah. like horrifically terrible. Where the, the baby is born, Albie is born with the powers of the mask, but he's a human baby. So like every mm. time they do effects, it's just jarring the yeah. the, oh. the mandela effect is, is not mandela effect what's the the uncanny, uncanny valley, valley yeah. thank you yeah. is rough and basically the baby doesn't like his dad he only yeah. likes the mom and the mom has to go away for like business or something like that so like the baby's torturing the dad like torturing mm-hmm. jamie kennedy which in all honesty if you just watch the jamie kennedy experience that's torture enough i forgot about that <laughs> yeah. show. yeah that was a big one for a while oh my god that just that just unlocks some core bad yeah. memories but then like the baby and the dad they get they put aside their differences because a three-month-old baby can do that ronnie you have an eight-month-year-old baby like have you had eight-month-year-old yeah you heard me i'm so tired <laughs> but like have you guys had major disagreements that you had to reconcile within the course of a movie yet all the time all the time oh all see time. i don't know yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah supernatural powers aside like yeah, right? but so and then you know like the dog's obviously jealous of the new baby because it's getting all yeah. the attention so they, they do a bunch of scenes with, like very uh, tom and jerry type cartoony yeah it's, it's very cartoony like this would have worked better as a cartoon in all honesty and uh, that's still not saying much yeah but like they reconcile he gives the mask back to loki who at first was like a good guy then he was a bad guy then he was good guy again and like then he wanted to hang out with the baby because the baby could do all the powers it's just bad it's yeah. horrifically bad <laughs> like the first movie though made all that money What's crazy too is the fact that this movie came out eleven years after, so which is a bad sign. You, to begin you would with. think, yeah. all right, eleven years more of technology, everything should improve mm. the looks and everything. Bigger budget, and yeah, big budget. Yeah, eighty-four million, hundred million for a bu- movie back in yeah. two thousand five is still a decent budget. And, and you just completely shit the bed with this movie. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, it's bad. Like, it, it, what's crazy too is like you're doing such a a cartoony look to the you know whoever's wearing the mask mm-hmm. with the exception of the baby because the baby never wears the mask it just has the, the powers, powers of the, the mask. mask um but you know it's just so cartoony looking but then you mix live action mm-hmm. you know like you have with you know the wife whenever there's it's like it, it looks completely different which obviously it is but we've seen it before where you're able to kind of blend cartoon with reality into one type of thing you know in the same shot and it looks normal yeah you know and here it's just uh it's great especially otis like the dog yeah the, the dog looks like completely different at least like the know. dog in the first movie he still acted like a dog yeah like in this and, and he's like tiptoeing like, around yeah. he's like planting dynamite he, he has the one where he's trying to like he mission impossibles towards the baby yeah or whatever and like he shoots the the bow and arrow up onto the wall and so is able to propel okay. down it's like for me though i think the biggest challenge with this movie is they wanted to make another jim carrey movie without jim carrey I liked in the first movie, mm-hmm. the mask was dependent on who put it on. Yeah. So Stanley Ipkiss and Dorian Tyrell were totally different characters. Yeah. So when they put on the mask respectively, it changed it changed them for the in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like we're all sitting in this room right now and we're all we're all similar guys in most capacities. We have similar tastes, similar interests, you know, all those things. 
if I were to put on the mask, it would be very different than if Ronnie put on the mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Same thing, Brendan, Sean, like whatever it was. In fact, that'd be a fun night. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's all just take turns. Like that would be a, like just a good time. Yeah. And the fact is they wanted this to be a Jim Carrey movie. And mm-hmm. I can see that they wanted like Stanley Lipkiss is living out in the suburbs with Cameron Diaz's character and, and then they, they have a baby. Yeah. And that's why they cast Jamie Kennedy because he was, he was the cheap – Jim yeah. Carrey. He was the wish version of Jim Carrey. He, 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 <laughs> was, he was supposed to end up being like Jim Carrey. Yeah, he was The, the way kinda, he started yeah, and man. the way, you know, Hollywood and everything funny, tried to propel right? his career. Like, you know, he was a he was a good stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. And then he Had a moved. memorable role in a horror franchise yeah. that really propelled him into mm-hmm. doing comedic things. And, and, and then this movie absolutely kind of destroyed off. his career. Oh, this movie ruined his career. I still stand by it. As we talked off air, Malibu's Most Wanted. Well, I think that came out right before it. And yeah. I think that movie has a cult following. Yes. It does. I think, yeah. Yeah. you know, that movie's actually watchable. Yeah. I still like kicking it old school. Maria um. Menounos. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm going to Star City writing this. I mean, Ronnie, you and I are the only ones that can. I'm going to give it a two, and that's being generous. I was... I was leaning between a 1.5 and a 2. I would... Yeah. All right. You ready, Sean? Yeah. I, this is being recorded. I'm going to say this. All right. I would rather watch Batman and Robin than watch Son of the Mask. That tells you how <laughs> yes. bad this movie is. <laughs> oh, my God. For Paul to admit that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. It's with, with, without a doubt... The cartoon the, 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 show is to better To me, than like, like, Batman and Robin is... A million times better than this movie. Oh, it's, Which it's is, Batman and Robin. Like Batman and Robin is a classic movie. <laughs> all right, history. all right, all right, all right, all right. Don't, don't, don't take more than what I said. Okay, <laughs> I don't appreciate it. But uh, you guys haven't seen Son of the Master. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh. you're lucky. Thank you. <laughs> that, that would be a, a drunk commentary ish. I would, especially I would, since you guys haven't seen it. Yes. I mean, I would do that. Yeah, that would be interesting. All right. Well, that is going to wrap us up, though, for today. Oh, we have a Fan Feedback Friday. Okay, I got good. it. All right. And because we did discuss it, X-Men 97 is coming out. What is another show? I, I should have put superhero cartoon, but yeah. I just put cartoon. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I got some fun answers. What is a cartoon that you would like to see revitalized from an earlier period? So we have Spider-Man the Animated Series. Boring. Fantastic Four. Rocket Power. <laughs> Shut up, Ronnie. Gargoyles. Brendan, did you have one? I think I did. I like the Gargoyles comment Sean made. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So we'll leave it at that. But if you guys want to participate in Fan Feedback Friday, it's super easy. Just go to our Facebook page every Friday between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time-ish. You'll find <laughs> Fan Feedback Friday. And while you're there, make sure you guys like the page. It helps us out. It helps out the show. Don't forget, also, all of our episodes will now be coming out on Fridays. It just makes it a little bit easier for us and a little bit more consistent. And we love you guys, so we want to do more for you. More. We we love you. More. More. Like, comment, subscribe. S'more what? S'more what? S'more things that we can do is also go to our website, themisfitfaction.com. You can also find us on all the social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. Just type in the Multiverse Fancast or the Misfit Faction, and odds are you'll find some of our stuff. If you want more Brendan in your life, because who wouldn't, check out (laughs) BlindBat8719 on YouTube for all your Magic the Gathering wants and needs and questions that you might have. If you want more Ronnie... Don't. <laughs> if you want some more, Wait, if you want some more, Sean. Make sure you guys check out Cinematic Adventures. He and I break down movies, and we just did a huge episode with all four of us for both of our shows, and we can't wait to share that with you guys. But I think that is going to wrap us up for today. As always, I'm Paul. I'm Ronnie. I'm Brendan, and I'm Sean. And I will see you guys in a flash.